Wait a minute. Women like football too? I know plenty of men that aren't really that interested in football, so they don't really follow it and don't really get it. And then I know women that know it like the back of their hand. There are so many times where I will run into fans, especially in the SEC, that will say, oh yeah, you know, my wife or girlfriend knows more about football than I do. I shouldn't have to tell anybody this, but even in 2019, the reminder seems necessary for some people. The whole town's talking about it. It's not right for a woman to read. Soon she starts getting ideas and thinking. Yeah, women love all sports, including college football. I have so many female friends who obsess over it, even more than plenty of guys I know who are hardcore fans. But even they tell me it's not easy joining a mostly male-dominated conversation around it. While most men don't care, there are plenty of clowns out there complicating the process. Is Spike mistaken? Aren't you a girl? Gee, good eye. Spike don't play with girls. You know, there are times where you look around and say, okay, there's probably this feeling in the room of, well, she doesn't really belong here. There have been some occasions where they've said, with well, little girl, you haven't even played football. Well, okay, that's true. It's kind of under this presumption that no matter what, men get it more than women, no matter what their breadth of knowledge is on the subject. It's not that, you know, my friends and I don't get along, but it almost is like, oh, you know, I have a little bit more in common, you know, with the guys now. And it's been a fun added thing, but sometimes when it backfires, it doesn't feel so great. If you're well-researched and you've put so much time into this, which I work really hard to do that, and so many other women in this business do the same thing, that, you know, you kind of find that there's not a lot that people can criticize. Come back and let's talk about football, but don't make it about, oh, you don't know what you're talking about because you're a woman. Oh, okay, well, now you just completely devalue your whole argument. I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. Pride in seeing your receivers play well. Devin Funches has seemed to really embrace the physicality of his routes and, and making getting those extra yards. Does that give you a little bit of an enjoyment to see him kind of truck sticking people out there? It's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Like it's funny. But uh, fun is coming along, man. I'm still a relatively new dad with a three year old daughter. So I think about this and other aspects of gender politics a lot. But it shouldn't matter that I have a daughter or a wife or a mom or a sister or aunts or grandparents or cousins. We should know better, regardless of how many women we have in our lives, many of whom are confidants and authority figures. It shouldn't matter, but it does, especially when we still hear sexist rhetoric from male college football fans towards women who love the game and dare to share their thoughts on it. Do women watch the game differently than men do? So when I grew up, it was just my mom is who I got my love for football from, not my dad, which is what a lot of people ask me. Lacey Sinsula is a Birmingham native and graduate of the University of Alabama. She works in Birmingham and is a diehard fan of the Crimson Tide. So I just always grew up knowing and watching football really closely and always being involved in it. So I didn't really notice it as a thing until 
as I got older, like especially like high school and then college, how um, men will kind of make comments as if women don't understand the sport. And all of a sudden it was like, wait, isn't this really simple? I mean, kind of, you know, people that are interested and watch it, understand it, and people that aren't, don't, not really a gender thing. I know plenty of men that aren't really that interested in football, so they don't really follow it and don't really get it. And then I know women that know it like the back of their hand. But it's kind of under this presumption that no matter what, men get it more than women, no matter what their breadth of knowledge is on the subject. I feel like my perspective on the game and watching, whether it be football, basketball, um, you know, I'll get real into postseason softball if, you know, if we got it. Uh, but I would say it's slightly different. Elizabeth Louder is a former colleague of mine at AL.com. She left the company last month but spent years covering Alabama and Auburn football as a videographer and social media specialist. She grew up with ESPN on every day in her house. She was raised as a North Carolina State fan in Raleigh, but some Auburn fans in her family had her saying War Eagle at a young age. But now a three-time graduate of the University of Alabama, she's Bama all the way. Just knowing that what I say, ultimately, people may not perceive it the same way as if my boyfriend or a co-worker of mine were to say it. Like, if my analysis on something just it isn't quite the same. But I still enjoy it just as much. I still scream and get excited just, just as much as anyone else. One of the things that sticks out to me a lot is, is that when I watch the game with, like, some of our analysts, let's say, at, at ESPN, I watch the game maybe a little bit different from them sometimes because they played the game, and that is something that I could never – say that I've done, but just watching with a general fan who happens to be a man, usually we're paying attention to the same things. Laura Rutledge wears many hats as an ESPN broadcaster, including host of SEC Nation, which travels from one SEC town to the next each Saturday to lay out the conference landscape. She grew up watching ACC sports, her mom a Clemson grad, and her dad a Georgia Tech alumnus. But she really got started watching college football when she went to school at the University of Florida and has now since become a fixture in ESPN's coverage of the SEC. You know, the only difference that I would say sometimes I've noticed is that I will watch and care a little bit more about the stories of the game and some of the uh, parts of the game that, you know, while they may not be X's and O's based are incredibly important to the game. And I, I do think that that's true for other women in a lot of ways, but I also think that's true for men. And one of my favorite things is actually just sitting down and watching a game with my husband who, you know, was a professional athlete in the sport of baseball, but certainly knows every other sport very well. And, and we will often at the same time say something like, Oh, that's definitely targeting or that's definitely pass interference. And then we'll look at each other and be like, Oh yeah, it definitely is. And, and then sometimes we'll also disagree on things in the game and, and, have a very, you know, intelligent, healthy conversation about the game. And, and, you know, I've always enjoyed that because he's always given me that platform and that respect of, of really valuing my football knowledge. And I think there are a lot of relationships between men and women where it is that way and where, you know, there are so many times where I will run into fans, especially in the SEC, that will say, oh, yeah, you know, my wife or girlfriend knows more about football than I do. So if he stayed at Providence, he would never have to be dealing with any of this right now. So I, I don't well, get how it. Frank, Frank, nobody, nobody in their right mind is going to stay at Providence when you can go, uh, what, to the New York? Was he at the Knicks first? Yeah, he went to the Knicks. He's been all right there. Yeah, right I'm going to stay at Providence. 
in Providence, and Rhode Island, on and, not go play, and not go coach right. at the Garden for the Knicks. I mean, does that make I'm, any sense? I'm sorry. Is there a woman in there right now? Or? There is. This, yes, there is, Frank. Frank, uh, let me, uh, no allow idea. me to introduce you to Laura Rutledge. Yeah, Laura Frank. Rutledge, uh, did, did you interview Cam Newton? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know who you are. No, I didn't interview Cam Newton. Um, but uh, if you want to uh, talk routes, look, we can do that. If you're going to go there, Frank. But, I, you know, Frank, I thought you were better than that, honestly. But, so explain that. What do you mean better than that? I thought you were better than putting women in a corner and then sitting there and saying, that. Oh, okay, that. were you the person who interviewed Cam Newton? I mean, what does that have to do with anything? You're talking about Providence basketball and no where Rick Pitino factors in there. No and now you're talking about Cam Newton and whether or not I interviewed him. That has nothing to do with anything a part of the conversation. I know Linda Cohn. And I know the Yankees... Uh, and I realize it's social media and there are clowns out there who, who hide behind it and say whatever, but do you experience the negative side of this where, where men will dismiss or insult your opinion on football because you're a woman? And, and if that happens, what sort of goes through your mind when it does? Yeah, I mean, it happens a lot and it has happened a lot. And I think... Uh, there were times definitely earlier on in my career where I would really let it affect me and I would really let it sort of shade the way that I operated. And I would I would start to let that doubt creep in as I was doing things. And I, w- I would think about it all the time. And I-, I think actually one of the things that helped me a lot to manage that is working with Paul Steinbaum because Paul is somebody who openly admits all the time that he didn't play the game and that he he will constantly say, well, I'm going to ask the experts about that. And Paul will always tell me, you know, he wants to talk football with me because he'll he'll be like, I learned something, which I feel the same way when I talk to him. And and I think that the point in all of that is that both of us are people who, yes, you know, Paul's a man, I'm a woman. We didn't play the game, and yet we can still be very knowledgeable about the game. And he he was just great in in um, demonstrating a way to value your football knowledge and put it on a, a nice pedestal for yourself, but also admitting the whole time that yeah, I'm not going to be able to you know exactly tell you why you know this particular play works better than that one in that particular scenario. Although there are some times that I can't, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm not going to sit there and, and necessarily break it down that way, and that's okay. And so I think just being armed with that feeling and with that confidence helps a lot when people come after you. There there will always be those people, and we live in a weird world where social media is you know so prevalent that it's hard not to pay, place a lot of value in those opinions. But um, the other thing that I've found, too, is that you know, if you're well-researched and you've put so much time into this, which I work really hard to do that, and so many other women in this business do the same thing, that, you know, you kind of find that there's not a lot that people can criticize. If you've thought your points out, if you have a backup plan, if you have, you know, all of this information at the ready, you really can defend yourself that way, too. If you shared your opinion on a call, then someone would be like, well, I don't think it's targeting because of this. And they would share their reasons. But when they respond to me, they say, I don't think it's targeting and you should go back to the kitchen. Um, so it's kind of a completely different response. And that's when you can kind of see those undertones. Lacey is very active with her fandom on Twitter and has a large following of people who look forward to reading her thoughts on Alabama football, including me. You can follow her on Twitter at DDDROP underscore the underscore lace a few weeks ago we saw the negative side 
or I guess the typical side, of social media, when she engaged in a little trash talk with some male Tennessee fans who then used sexist and insulting language to her after she merely shared an opinion. Some of the comments included, and pardon some of the language, Go buy another crimson dress, honey. This is why women should not be allowed to watch sports. You're out of your element, bitch. I certainly ain't sexist, sweetie. It's science. Girls know dresses and makeup, and men know sports, and especially football. In one classy one-word reply, kitchen. So how often does that happen? And what goes through the minds of women when it does? Disagree with me all you want, but don't tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about or that I need to go buy a new crimson dress. Come back and let's talk about football, but don't make it about, you know, oh, you don't know what you're talking about because you're a woman. Oh, okay, well, now you just completely devalued your whole argument and took it to, you know, past the level where it should have been. Um, and so I kind of get that a lot, especially from other fans or people that when they disagree with me, the Tennessee fans all came after me because I said a call was targeting, which it was called targeting. So it's kind of funny that they all came after me. But, you know, the, I posted a thread of everything that they said back to me. Um, you know, someone said, this is why a woman should not be allowed to watch sports. Uh, a bunch of them called me the B word. And then a bunch of them said, you need to really learn the subject of football. Okay. Well, anyone that knows me clearly knows I know the subject of football, but they just jumped to that because they see my profile picture is a girl. Elizabeth Louder. That'll happen sometimes. It's not every time. It's not with every tweet. Thank goodness. But there have been some occasions where they've said, little girl, you haven't even played football. Well, okay, that's true. I went to an all-girls high school, so we didn't even have a football team. Um, I did play field hockey, and that is pretty rough. Um, I'm not equating those two as being the same thing, but I do understand the concept of sports. I do understand routes. I do understand what targeting is and isn't, and I'm happy to yell at the TV if the refs can't hear me. But there have been sexist comments said on social media about me knowing what I'm doing or me thinking that I'm not a true fan if I happen to criticize something that the team I love and the team I hold three degrees, the university I hold three degrees from does something wrong because no team is perfect. And they'll say, oh, well, you're not even a true fan. And at that point, I'm just like, what does that even mean? Why why would you even bring that up? You know, that, that, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, and, and I mean, this seems like an absurd idea to me, but have you ever felt like ostracized for being a woman who likes football the way that you do? A little bit. Like, like growing up, a lot of my friends worked as into sports as my family was, and that's most likely just because my my brother and I are so close. So I just wanted to do things with him and be able to you know, enjoying and love sports. And, um, you know, I would still go to games with friends and stuff. But even now, when I go back home to visit visit for the holidays, I end up talking to spouses about, you know, football teams and basketball teams and kind of what's going on. It's, it's just kind of like a funny separation that I've noticed. It's not, it's not that, you know, my friends and I don't get along because we do. We're super close. We text every single day. But it almost feels like, oh, you know, I have a little bit more in common, you know, with the guys now. And that's that's always been – it's been a fun added thing, but sometimes when it backfires, it doesn't feel so great. Lacey Sensela. 
you actually do see it. Like I said, you see it on Twitter, but you also see it like in person when you're at games. So usually when I'm watching a game, I'm, as much as I'm active on Twitter, I'm active at the game too. I'm yelling at every single play. And a lot of times, like if I'm sitting by a man, they'll turn and be like, wow, you really know the game, which they kind of mean that as a compliment, but really it's just demeaning because they're not turning to the men that are near them and saying, wow, you really know the game. Like they're saying it as if, oh, look at you. Your small little brain can comprehend the sport when in reality, like, I wouldn't even put football knowledge as, like, my top ten most impressive things that I know. I mean, there's so many more things that take much more intelligence capacity to understand than a, a literal game. Um, so you see it kind of in real life, and so that feeling kind of, can kind of ostracize you. Because then, especially as a woman, like, you can't make any mistakes when you commentate on any sort of sport. I mean, if you share a stat and you're one yard off, I mean, they're coming for you with pitchforks because they're going to turn it into, see, you don't know what you're talking about. He had 32 yards, not 33. And then all of a sudden, like, you're the big fat idiot. <laughs> Laura Rutledge. I would say ostracize is like a strong word, but there's <laughs> definitely been, you know, there are times where you look around and, and say, okay, there's probably this feeling in the room of, well, she doesn't really belong here. Um, and I think the, the interesting thing about that is that while I have had those thoughts, I think they've been more just in my own head. I've created them myself with, you know, my own insecurity, which isn't fair, honestly, to maybe the men that have also been in the room. And, and what I found, and, and this is something that, you know, I'll just always be so thankful for, is that so many of our analysts that I spend a lot of time with, and I, I keep referencing them because they're kind of the people that I talk football with the most, but this is true for fans too. So many of them are giving me that respect. And, and a lot of times it's hard not to just spend time looking at, you know, the few negative ones out there that, that will say bad things instead of saying, wow, you know, there's so many that give me such great respect. And, and that really is the truth. And so being in a room with a Marcus Spears and Greg McElroy and, and Feinbaum, like I talked about, and uh, Ryan Clark and, you know, even Jalen Rose, for instance, all of these people who talking any sport they'll respect my opinion and they'll give me an opportunity to say something. And I, I just find that to be something that's probably not talked about enough. And so I'm really thankful for it. And, and like I said, if there's ever been a time where I've thought that I wasn't welcome in a conversation or that I was being sort of looked down on for being a woman who, you know, quote unquote, thinks she knows or whatever it may be. I think some of that came from my own feelings as opposed to what was actually going on. You obviously work in sports media. You've developed this amazing reputation as a broadcaster. And, and while things are obviously trending in the right direction, the field is, is still very much a boys club. Can you tell me about anything in your experience where you feel like your gender was a factor in either a positive or negative way? Like, Did you always feel comfortable and on an equal footing working in the industry? Yeah, you know, I do think that at the end of the day, it's a male-dominated field and it's going to be a male-dominated field. Um, and there have been many times where, you know, I've looked back and said, okay, well, probably something that worked against me in that scenario was being a woman or, or at least maybe the perception of the fact that I am a woman and, and people looked at it, you know, in a way of thinking that I'd be underqualified. But what I would say about all that is that it, it has actually fueled me and I think it's made me work harder than I would have otherwise, which I'm very thankful for. And I'm not just saying that to try to blow smoke. It, it really is the, the truth of what has shaped my career is no matter what's come my way from, you know, people doubting or, you know, thinking, well, surely she couldn't know much about that because 
she never played the game or she didn't do this. It, it really has never been something that I, I guess I've allowed to stop me from doing things. And instead I, I've said, no, I'm going to use that as a reason to work even harder. And, and like I said before, I think so much of it too is understanding yeah, you know what? I don't have to be the expert on every single thing. Some of this, too, is just about being curious and bringing great access to fans that otherwise they wouldn't be able to be in these rooms or be in these moments, asking the questions that they care about. And so from that standpoint, I would say that being a woman has worked in my favor and um, also being somebody who looks at it and says, maybe it's not always about being a man or a woman and maybe the more we can do to sort of get that out of our heads overall will actually help us to, you know, kind of be on more equal footing. But um, I'm always encouraged because I hear from so many men and women who are young and coming up through the system and trying to get involved in sports broadcasting. And uh, there's just a lot more, I think, and, and obviously some of it probably has to do with the fact that they're reaching out to me because maybe they are women, but there's a lot more young women who are coming into this business and a lot more men who respect that. And so I think we are continually seeing, you know, change that's going to keep happening in the sports world. And it's due to many of my great colleagues now and, and just my peers across the country that work for different networks, just the work that they're doing, um, I think both on the male and female side and, and maybe even more importantly, the men who continually provide respect to all of us women who work in the same field. That, that's where I think we really are seeing a change. Elizabeth Louder. Working in the industry, I don't think I always felt on equal footing. Sometimes there was a rare occasion that I did, but even in the last few months, I've been, been in sports media probably since like up until the Tennessee game weekend, which was my last weekend. And I would go to press conferences and it would be probably 20, like even on like a Monday or Wednesday press conferences, there'd be like maybe 25, 28 men and two or three girls, if that. Just seeing seeing the sheer numbers of that. Being in SEC media days and you know, you've got media members from every single SEC team, and it just kind of amplified that. The obviously postseason, like when they used to do it, where you would go into the locker room post game, and a little bit of that made me feel uncomfortable, just because it's a locker room. I know that that's part of the job. I know that that's that's what happens. And let me tell you, you can smell the effort that those players put forth in a post game locker room. <laughs> um, but it, it it was very evident that females were a minority and it's not that we tried to be we tried to be better than our male counterparts we just wanted to be treated similarly um i do remember this past sec media days one thing i do kind of like to collect is like jordans and sneakers um i I have like a sneakers app and i always I always try to keep up with those, so I was wearing a particular pair of Jordans, and Dan Mullen commented me on my shoes, but it was in a very nice and professional way. And there have been other instances where I was, you know, wearing clothes that I th- thought were, you know, professional and conservative enough to for work and had received messages from members of the male media or members of um, – you know, just people in general, if I happened to be on video, that would say something about the clothes I was wearing. And I don't think people would necessarily say that about men when they're wearing 
like a, a button-down shirt and, and khakis um, to cover a game. I think people probably sense that that happens, but just don't think about it all the time. Like, I guess, that, like in terms of like the gravity of it and like how that how that really might affect somebody and, and somebody who's just trying to do their job. Right. I mean, I've I've worked with other women, and it's you know I would produce and uh, film, cut video, and when it would eventually get posted online, people people would say, "Why don't you wear a tighter shirt?" You know, we, you know, and like very suggestive things in the comments. And working in journalism in 2019, you, can, you sometimes you got to learn to turn off the comments and, you know, kind of, kind of just ignore those. But some of those are inappropriate. And whether or not to call people out on it or just to let it slide by or just to ignore it, um, you know, it, it's almost you got to pick and choose your battles. And, Anytime that someone said anything inappropriate to me, I'll snap right back at them because I'm just not going to take it. But it is it is frustrating because when women are just trying to do their jobs, somehow it gets seen through a different light and it gets seen as, you know, oh, she's, you know, wearing this, you know, type of thing. She's She's asking for it. Like, no, that's not the case. Well, and I wonder, like, what do you think – are some things that people and obviously more specifically men fail to consider about the perspective that you and other women have on the game and like what you bring to the football conversation. Like, what do you think there are things that, that women see that maybe men don't see when they're watching football? I honestly feel like I see a little bit more compassion. You know, the other week the Tennessee quarterback got his head kind of rattled from Jeremy Pruitt and I saw that in a different light than a lot of people on Twitter. I honestly felt, you know, it's Tennessee. Like, Alabama fans are ingrained to hate Tennessee. But I felt, you know, bad for him. I, you know, thought that the scolding, you know, was maybe a little too much. Um, I don't think he should have yanked on his helmet like that because that can almost do as much damage as, you know, when someone knocks you in the head during a play. I mean, not necessarily, but, you know, it, it's possible after, after all the hits these quarterbacks and these linemen take throughout the game, um, you know, I I kind of have a little bit more of a compassionate lens just looking through things and knowing that these players, yes, they are college football players. They play for my alma mater and I love them. But beyond that, they are 18 years old. Some of them, you know, are still 17. Some of them are up until 22. But again, they're all kids. So they're going to make mistakes. They may tweet out things that you don't necessarily agree with or are in line with your political beliefs. I think back when I was that age, I tweeted some real dumb stuff. I mean, not like horrible things, but like I would just like tweet random lyrics to Lady Gaga. <laughs> so, so, you know, you got to kind of give these kids a break because they're, most of them are trying to do what's best for themselves and potentially their families. Lacey Sinsula. Like I said, it's like, I feel like we're watching in the same way, but then, you know, maybe it's a woman might have a more balanced approach about the game too. Um, like we saw, let's see the Texas A&M game when Devontae Smith got ejected for throwing a punch and everyone, all, a lot of men on Twitter were like, oh, you know, that's just sports. You throw fights, you get in thick of it. Where I was like, why are we even fighting at all? You know, it's not like that's very rash. It's very irrational. You're punching a guy with pads. It's going to get you anywhere but into trouble. And, you know, it's 
kind of like that different perspective, maybe, and maybe it's a woman's perspective, like fighting the violence in the game, you know, where they consider that, oh, let the boys play the game. I consider it like just completely illogical and besides the point. And I think Nick Saban would agree with me on that one, actually. Um, but you kind of see that take on Twitter. Do you personally feel like I see this a little differently than men or I see this a little differently than everybody? You know, I haven't really considered that. And like, that's something I'll have to think about now that you pointed it out to me, like as I continue to watch the games. But like I said, like, I don't really feel like I see it differently. You know, like I always kind of thought of football as a collective experience. Like this is happening on the field. We're all watching it and we're all reacting. Um, and then, you know, like as I grew up, I realized that there is this, supposed to be a difference in how we viewed it like women were supposed to just viewed as like a social event and they just come because they came with their significant other and then the men are the ones that are understanding it when really I see it as something that I see it as the same as any subject of knowledge you know if you're really interested in the subject you learn about it and you experience it and you share your thoughts on it and that's the same with football and so I kind of see it as a collective experience that we can all see the same and share our thoughts on um, but I've you know grown to see that there is a different prism once you bring in how men see it and how women see it and so I mean I think it is more of just being like women should be able to talk on this just as much as a man because it's it's not that hard to understand um, and I think that's the point that I've been making for a while on Twitter you know like oh you can't possibly understand what you're talking about okay but why not it's really not that hard to get um, let's not act like this is rocket science and you kind of see that women have come so far it's like okay yeah women can be doctors women can be scientists cool with that oh woman sports commentator absolutely not doesn't know what she's talking about and it's like wait what mental block do you think exists in our brain that keeps us from being able to understand sports because it just doesn't exist <laughs> and, and part of me like with this this topic I'm, I'm a little reluctant because it's just like well i'm just calling more attention to it you know like when, no, when but we I think could it's just valuable to call attention to i mean i really do i think it i think some of the times it's almost like, you know, people are creatures of habit. And so whatever norms that we think are ingrained in our heads and, and are a big part of our upbringing or our environment, we, we just sort of stick to those and people are reluctant to change. And so if all of a sudden, you know, it's almost like if you're used to having a vanilla birthday cake every year and then one year it's all of a sudden chocolate, you're like, well, wait a second, I don't like that. Just because that's your knee-jerk reaction, but it doesn't mean that you maybe don't actually like it. You have to try it. And so I think sometimes it takes fans a while to grow on this idea of, yeah, women really could be knowledgeable in sports, whether they're you know, a fan, whether they're on TV, whether they're working in athletics, whatever it may be, they could still be um, just as much a fan or just as knowledgeable as their male counterparts. Thanks to Lacey Sinsula. Elizabeth Louder, and Laura Rutledge. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture. Additional audio from Disney, ESPN, and Warner Brothers Pictures. Bammers is produced and hosted by Ben Flanagan for AL.com. You can find all episodes and other bonus content on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please take a second to rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you for listening.